Hi, I'm Durval Bazi, and welcome to another episode of the Climate Conscious Podcast. Today, we're continuing our journey through the climate change ABCs. So we'll spend some one-on-one time breaking down the complexities of climate change into bite-sized, easy-to-understand pieces to enlighten, educate, and empower. Part 3 of Climate Change ABCs. The letter H. H stands for hydrogen. Hydrogen is an energy carrier that can be used to store move, and deliver energy produced from other sources. It can be produced from a variety of sources such as natural gas, nuclear power, biomass, and renewable power like solar and wind. Hydrogen is considered green if it has been produced in a manner that does not generate greenhouse gases. This can be achieved from the electrolysis of water, powered by renewable energy, such as wind, solar, or hydropower, or even geothermal. The process of electrolysis, which separates water into oxygen and hydrogen, produces hydrogen that is a clean alternative fuel to natural gas. Because of this, green hydrogen holds the potential to play a crucial role in decarbonization by reducing greenhouse gas emissions and transitioning to a more sustainable energy system. A downside of hydrogen is that it is difficult to store and it carries a significant explosion risk. Hydrogen can be used in a wide range of applications, such as transportation, industry, and power generation. It is recommended for hard-to-decarbonize sectors, such as long-haul transport and industry. In the transportation sector, hydrogen fuel cells powering electric vehicles offer a clean alternative to traditional internal combustion engines. Green hydrogen is proposed as a solution for reducing emissions in industries such as steel, cement, and chemicals, which currently rely heavily on fossil fuels. Hydrogen can be used as a feedstock or fuel in industrial processes, replacing fossil fuels and reducing emissions. Now, despite its potential, there are challenges associated with hydrogen, including production costs, infrastructure development, and the need for advancements in storage and transportation technologies. Although green hydrogen is being touted as a low-carbon energy solution, not everyone is convinced. On episode 32 of the Climate Conscious podcast, I spoke to Paul Martin about green hydrogen and the possibility of a fossil fuel-free future. This has been one of the most listened to episodes of all time. So I'll place a link in the show notes for you to listen if you haven't already, or maybe you would just like to have a refresher. Now for the letter I. I stands for impacts. As global temperatures continue to rise, climate change is having an effect on a wide range of both human and natural systems. 
scientific studies and reports, such as those produced by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, highlight numerous consequences of climate change across different sectors. So here are some key climate change impacts. Temperature increase. Rising global temperatures have led to more frequent and intense heat waves, and these are affecting ecosystems, agriculture, and human health. Sea level rise. Melting ice in the polar regions and the expansion of water as it warms contribute to rising sea levels, and this leads to coastal areas being at risk of increased flooding and erosion, and communities, infrastructure, and ecosystems being impacted. Extreme weather events. Climate change has been linked to the increased frequency and intensity of extreme weather events such as hurricanes, droughts, floods, and wildfires. Ocean acidification. The increased carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere are absorbed by the oceans. This is known as ocean acidification, which can bring harm to marine life such as coral reefs and some shellfish. Changes in precipitation patterns. This affects the frequency and intensity of rainfall. So there can be more intense and prolonged droughts in some regions, while there is increased rainfall and flooding in others. And this impacts the availability of water resources and also the agricultural sector. Other impacts include biodiversity loss, as ecosystems are disrupted by changes in temperature, precipitation, and the disruption of habitat conditions, impacts on agriculture, health risk, social and economic inequalities being exacerbated, as well as vulnerability of infrastructure affected by rising sea levels, increased flooding, extreme weather events that can damage or even destroy critical infrastructure such as roads, bridges, and power plants. So this shows us why it's so important to mitigate climate change as much as possible. Sadly, we are already locked into many of these impacts, and so vulnerable areas and sectors must focus more on adaptation and building resilience to these impacts. Now for the letter G. J stands for just transition. This is a concept that refers to the idea that the shift to a more sustainable and low carbon economy should be equitable and fair, essentially ensuring that no one is left behind in the process. So it considers the impact of significant social, economic, and environmental changes on various groups and communities. And it seeks to address these impacts in a way that is inclusive, socially responsible, and supportive of all affected stakeholders. It acknowledges that as societies transition away from fossil fuels and other environmentally harmful practices, there will be significant social, economic, and environmental changes that in fact various groups, including workers. So these are the key elements of the just transition. Equitable economic transformation, protection of workers, community involvement and empowerment, social justice and inclusion, 
environmental justice, policy and institutional support, diverse stakeholder collaboration, and long-term planning. So one example of a just transition in the Caribbean is efforts by the governments to shift towards renewable energy. This will allow for greater access to clean and affordable energy by its citizens. Now, for countries like Trinidad and Tobago with a significant history of the oil and gas industry, the sector has been a major source of employment and economic activity. So as part of the global commitment to reducing greenhouse greenhouse gas emissions and transitioning to renewable energy sources, there is a call for the phase-out of fossil fuels. Therefore, a just transition must consider the following. Worker support and reskilling, providing assistance, early retirement options, and comprehensive training programs to retool workers for new employment opportunities, particularly in the renewable energy sector. Community development, investing in and diversifying local economies to encourage a shift to the green economy. And very important is using is having dialogue and collaboration. So using a participatory approach to developing a transition plan, collaborating with various stakeholders, including labor unions, environmental organizations, and local communities. So this will ensure that there are diverse perspectives included in the planning. Investing in renewable energy projects, such as wind and solar farms, will contribute not only to the reduction of carbon emissions, which is important for climate mitigation, but these new opportunities would be available for workers who have been displaced from the traditional energy sector. So essentially, the aim is to achieve a transition to a low-carbon economy that is based on fairness, that is inclusive, and that prioritizes social responsibility. So this brings us to the end of part three of Climate Change ABCs. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember that our podcast survey is going on. We really want to hear your feedback so you can let us know what works, how we can improve this experience for you. Visit theclimateconscious.com for more details and follow us on our social media channels, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Until next time, stay climate conscious.